Worlds are colliding as we're heading to Survivor Series. Battle lines have been drawn and crossed for war games. Something's a brewing on NXT, and we're talking about all that tonight on the After Show. Let's go. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz. Oh, the sensual sounds of Iron Man, Mac Lish, Evan T. Mac only means one thing. It's time for the Wednesday Night Delight NXT. It's your voice from Freetime.com. Bubba Voice Live is makes having time my life being joined by the other half of the Tag Team Recap Champions, David Christopher. How's it going? Yes, sir. It's going. It's going. I, Are you good? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm, I'm actually really into what we're doing right now with all these different brands and yeah. just mixing it up. I mean, it's it's fun as hell. Oh, man. Crossovers are abound. What? Oh, oh, you got your own music now? <laughs> Don't tell TK. I like that. He's going to be so mad when he finds out you have your yes. own song. Yes. Give him a punk rock, everybody. Right, guy in the booth. Yes, thank you, man. So it's it's the Survivor Series season. It's, it's the November delight. It's going it's going big. But before we even get into all that, Survivor Series, War Games, NXT Tonight, let's talk about the last week of WWE programming, right? Crown Jewel happened. There was some fallout from that with the whole travel situation. NXT gets the call Friday night to go to SmackDown, and it basically put everything in motion. Thoughts about from Friday on? Let's say those guys are working. I'm going to say they're working, man. Um, I mean, I think it's awesome. You know, we had talked about previously what exactly is going to happen. You're talking about the interview with Corey and Triple H. What does he mean by that? What what does all this mean, right? Well, clearly we got our answers, and I think... Here, here's the thing. My take is I, I hate it as much as I love it. What? And, and I'll say why I hate it in the sense that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a veteran guy in, in the sense of I always back the, the OGs, right? I mm-hmm. always want to see them get over. I want to see them kind of lay that smack down on the new guys. And you got to earn it. Yeah. But at the same time, I love it because I do love seeing the, the young bucks getting these opportunities. I do love seeing them getting pushed on this new platform. It's genius in the sense of getting them to the larger platform, you know, getting in the mix with like these veterans to learn, to improve their skills, to just building this NXT brand was it was genius. It came out of nowhere, and especially with the AEW wars, I think, you know, yeah. they're definitely going to have to step it up over there now to keep up with what's going on now with these three brands. Right. It's amazing. But, okay, it's, all right. So NXT is on the, is on the mix. Uh, SmackDown, uh, we run through this. Before we start the show, um, you, had, you had a comment. I want to put you on blast on air. Yeah. You said, and I want to make sure I get this right, you said you were not a fan of Tommaso Ciampa beating The Miz on Friday night. What? Absolutely. And here again, this goes back to my love-hate with this whole thing because, again... (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, I do, like I said, Ciampa, I'm I'm digging it, man. I'm I'm behind him. But again, you know, The Miz has put in that work. I think he is underrated, and I I don't agree with him. I mean, I understand he's he's putting Ciampa over, and that's great. Yeah. I I can respect that. But I I think they should have had someone else put Ciampa over first because wow. the Miz is still a very active, very top of his game. He's one of the big stars right now. Yeah, he is, but no one gives you him know? credit because he's a homegrown WWE talent, right? Yeah. So, I mean, for me, that's kind of I almost feel like it kind of brings a stake down a little bit, you know, okay. for the Miz, and that's just my take, you know. And like I said, 
the work that the Miz has put in all these years and where he's at now in his career, I, I don't feel he should have taken that fall. At least not yet. Maybe give Ciampa a few other superstars first to build more of that hype, build more of that, like, oh, Ciampa's is, he's, he's killing it. You know, he can actually beat the Miz. Right. Who knows? Instead of just kind of throwing him in right away and just like, oh, he beat him. Fair. Yeah. I like the you promo, know? though. Like, like Miz held his own. Being like, oh, I've been here this time. I ain't the first person telling me I don't deserve it. Right. Uh, but yeah, so, so Triple H comes in with his army, and not only on Friday and on Monday, uh, for those of you who've been tuning into WWE's The Bump, apparently uh, our AfterBuzz alum, Evan T. Mack, <laughs> was not too thrilled about Triple H bringing the crew. The, the, the crew. What was up with that? I, I mean, I love it. I love it. That That's 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 our boy. That's Evan, man. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, and like I said, I <laughs> shout out, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Mac. Yeah, Mac Lish. Um, no, and, and I, like I said, I agree with him on that respect. Again, it's a very love-hate with this whole thing right now. And, um, but I do love how <laughs> when Triple yeah. H called him out, yeah. Evan, Evan didn't want no smoke. No, you know no, what I mean? He was not, like, totally man. just backpedal. Like, yeah. you know what? Like, <laughs> So you, when, a, when a boss stares you down, it's kind of nervous as it is. Not someone right. can give you a pedigree. I'm right. good. I'm totally... <laughs> send my check right. to my apartment. We're good. Yeah. Uh, right. I just want to give a special shout out to everyone out in the chat uh, like, interacting with us with your questions. You're talking about Zeno Hour, Kyle Franklin, Sonal Shockwave, Dang MQ. All you guys are greatly appreciated. Zeno Hour is, a, is an OG. You know, has been in the mix as well. And Haywood Wong, who's been totally hyping the show and sharing the show and tell everyone about it so props to that uh, phone lines will be open a little bit later 424-354-8302 that's the number to call to get your questions comments and concerns in 424-354-8302 top story right the OC just decided you know what we're tired of getting our asses beat we're going to NXT <laughs> and not only they, they only neutralize the Undisputed Era they get to be in the main event tonight just overall thoughts about now finally we're getting some blowback on NXT side from the main or the other two brands I think it's great On I think they should have did a little bit more I think we should have more guys come down I think like you know we are talking before I think the Finn Balor thing was great that was a great ending um, I, I think it would have been awesome too if we had a couple more of the uh, Raw guys or Smackdown guys coming down and, and having more of a battle just hyping this thing up a little bit more I, I, that would have been great yeah. um, for you know the OC I think that's great they need that to keep their storylines just fresh and and i think the nxt brand is a great spot for them to be in uh especially when you know guys like champa i mean right. that, that's that's a great move so let me ask you this now that the bullet cup theme song is now your new musical bed uh what do you think <laughs> about that giant tease at the end whether that two sweet finger guns if you're finn balor what's going through your mind you know what yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah there it is um <laughs> That's hard, man. I don't know. You know, I was telling you, I don't, what route should Finn take? You know, and you did say the comment you think he should stand alone, which I, I actually agree with. That. I agree with that. Yeah, um, you know, it's it's weird when you when you go to NXT and you have like, are you going to go back? Remember Seth Rollins being teased and being mean right. now? Like, here's a chance for you to really take a claim and say, no, I'm this version of Finn now. I'm not. I'm not Prince. I'm not Fergal anymore. But the thing with all of this, which is which is really exciting, is there's so many possibilities now. Even like you said, with with Seth potentially if he was to come back uh you know finn there now now you have the oc back and i mean it's just there's so many different scenarios that yeah. can play out now and it's like you become this blurred line which is awesome you know yeah. between these brands and it just opens the gates for so much you know hot take i'm not a fan of survivor series i know i mentioned it before and on the shows i get there's three controversial opinions i have in wrestling and that is one of them. I won't even go to the other ones because I know I'm going to get hate mail for it. I don't quite understand 
what Survivor Series means now. I, I know there was a time when it was like the Thanksgiving pay-per-view and it was kind of the 5 on 5 matches and there was years where the matches had made no sense. But they kind of grafted this bragging rights thing to it. But if you win Survivor Series with the most matches, like what does that mean? Do you get a bonus? Like what to me is the payoff? So I'm kind of like bot humming it. I'm like, it's like the, my anti-SummerSlam. SummerSlam, I'm, I'm buying new merch for SummerSlam. But Survivor Series, yeah. I'm like, nah. Well, I think, I think point blank... Uh, what what really is the underlying factor here is it's it's a boost for the NXT brand. Let's, Correct, let's yeah. just let's just put everything aside. That's right. really what it is. Um, I think on top of that too, as a fan, I think it's more about showing like can these NXT guys hang with the big the big roster, right? You know, right. can they do they belong with like the Raw, the SmackDown? Is this someone we can take serious? Um, and I think that's what it's about. Yeah, so bragging rights. I mean, personally, I don't I don't think NXT should take it. But I think that would be a huge, huge um, jump for the brand. And so, right. I mean, in that respect, you could you could understand that. But again, it goes to my old school roots. Um, just, <laughs> you know, I don't think yeah. I should take it, at least not yet. You yeah, know put I mean? the work in first. <laughs> right, right, right. I mean, and we don't necessarily have to see him lose, right? You know, I mean, there could be some kind of disqualification or another brand, you know, it's Braun SmackDown. I mean, there's different scenarios. But as long as they bring it and put on a great show... Um, I think that's going to be enough just for them being in that event, as long as they don't get dominated, which they won't. You know? Right. But um, I think that's that's already enough that they're in that playing field. You know, maybe get a few pins, right? Or yeah, yeah, get a yeah. couple matches. Yeah. Correct. Um, but, uh, yeah. Kyle Franklin in the chat said, Survivor Series is my favorite pay-per-view. That's when most superstars get used, at least they used to. Maybe because also I'm not a big fan of Thanksgiving. I'm just like, ah, the season by humbug. But, uh, well, wait, you don't like Thanksgiving? I, I don't. I, 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 I can't. I can't. Well... <laughs> Again, this is a hot take. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get myself canceled, dude. <laughs> it's just so much excess on that holiday. You know what I mean? It's like you eat what you want. I'm supposed to like watch my weight, but on one day on a Thursday, I do have a Super Bowl Sunday, I do that tomorrow. Okay. So <laughs> this is this is the one day where it's okay to just eat food. You yeah, know? Just, but everyone, go ahead. It's everyone right. pretends to be family. It's like, you know what? I don't really like you, but I guess I'm obligated to invite you to my house on this Thursday. <laughs> but again, I'm the screw to Thanksgiving. But first match of the night, Pete I'm going to start calling you TK tonight, bro. <laughs> I know, right? I'll just do this. Right. <laughs> uh, first match of the night. Please don't tell that. I'll show you some letter. Uh, Pete Dunn versus Damian Priest. This is one of the matches or, or feuds that was in the background even before the Survivor Series War Games thing. And we're finally getting the, a resolution here, which I thought at first was Pete Dunn going over clean, but then Killian Dane comes out. So, yeah, so a bit of like a three way action there. Thoughts about the, the feud of Pete Dunn and, and Damian Priest? You want to see more? You're done with it. And having Killian Dane back in the mix. Well, here's, the, I think, you know, jumping ahead real quick. Uh, Dane, we knew it. that was going to happen. Come on. Yeah, you know he, he's gonna come out. You know, I I thought he was actually gonna come during the match. So sure. I mean, I I do appreciate that they finished that match because those two competitors are great together. You know, they're really talented. So I do appreciate that they at least finished the match and before he came out. Uh, on that note, I I wasn't too excited about the match because we've seen it and we know where the storyline's going with with Don and all that, right? But they brought it. It was yeah. a good match. Um, I loved just the wrist there. I mean, the whole finger thing, those reversals. I mean, it was it was entertaining. They both just really back and forth. Good energy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it's one of those things. Too. And then <laughs> always, you know, it always gets me watching the the Razor's Edge or, uh, you know, Priest, priest <laughs> version of it, right. as you may see. Razor's uh, Edge. Right. You're dangerous now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. But, uh, yeah, same here. That's cool. You know, but, um, <laughs> I'm better Razor. No, no. It was, it was a good match. So, and, and I think, you know, it's, it's time, though. Let's, let's move on now. 
Okay, yeah, I'm the same boat. I, I do think that for his time here, this match tonight was Damian Priest's most complete performance. I, I can see now the upside that I guess other people saw because a lot of times he would come out and I'm like, what is he? You know. Right. Uh, but this match, I liked it. Um, I'm kind of worried about Pete Dunne. A lot of his mystique comes from him being used sparingly. And I think with this feud, I've seen a lot of him. Um, so the things like the snapping the fingers may become a gimmick, which I'm afraid of. But, I mean, the only time will tell. That's the case. Right. Just one thoughts about the match before we move on. Just any overall thoughts about that? I, I just, it was a great match. It was um, solid, I, right? Yeah, it was honestly solid. It was the, the back and forth, like I said. I mean, great athleticism, both guys. I mean, it was entertaining. They both told a good story of, you know, just just a battle. It was, it, like I said, I was actually impressed with it. it. I got more out of it than I was actually expecting. Oh, yeah, that's pretty much that in a nutshell. But, yeah. but before we move on, David Christopher, can you tell the world how they can listen to this After Buzz show? Yes, sir. After shows? Everyone, wherever you like to watch your podcast or take your list, whether it's Spotify, YouTube, iTunes, please give us those thumbs up. Give us those five-star ratings, comments. Uh, we love talking to you guys. We love uh, hearing your thoughts. And always, uh, you know, it's it's something that we like to engage with and, and see how we're doing. Because if, you know, we're doing something wrong or the show can make improvements, we always want to know. Um, and just give us uh, your support. We can't do this without you guys. And uh, we appreciate it. And uh, Flo? Nothing more humbling. <laughs> 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 the more you know. PSA. Thanks, right guy. There's nothing more humbling than thinking you do a show. And you're like, oh man, I, I'm the, I'm the man. And then you right. see a comment like, yeah, you sucked. Like, yeah, oh. <laughs> yeah. But I appreciate it because that means you took the time to write it down. Uh, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, moving on, the our first women's match was Ty and against Santana Garrett. So Santana Garrett was an indie darling for a long time. Got signed in the, not the last class, but the last class before that. Uh, Ty and who had a couple of, of, of straight losses, actually getting the win with a stiff kick to the face. Just thoughts about the match and. The upside of, of Tynar Conti. Um, I mean, I, obviously, it looks like Tynar is going to get a push again. Again, I, you know, I'm I have MMA background, so I'm a fan already. You know, her, her skill set's awesome. I was I, I thought it was a great match. Santana did great as well too, especially with the NXT debut. Um, I thought it was a, a good match. Really, it was uh, it was entertaining, and I thought the girls brought it. Yeah, it was to me. It was kind of telling how the crowd got into the match almost a bit too late. It was like at first, like man, but then as it ramped up, the crowd was into it, which tells me they want more. Right. right. Um, the, the thing I was worried about, though, is 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 NXT, and then you have the, the other show on Wednesday night. We can't mention you. AEW, <laughs> I'm kidding. Survivor Season in the background. To go with that being the second match after the Pete Dunne, Damian Priest match was risky. It could have been like a, okay, who are these guys? I just saw Damian Priest click. Uh, but I think the match was definitely worth it. So props to NXT for keep taking those risks. Right. Um, and then ultimately paid off. But it was cool to notice how the crowd was kind of like restless until the very, very end. Yeah. And, that, you know, it's funny you say that because uh, I agree with you that that was a big risk. Um, and I was kind of in that same boat, too. You know, watching the match, like I said, it, it pulled me in later on. And I was actually proud of how how it turned out. Um, it was something, you know, you had to get a little bit of a start to it. And then, you know, like I said, just the athleticism with the girls, just that grit, just back and forth. I mean, it pulled you in and it was like, okay, all right, I'm with this. Yeah, for yeah. sure. But let's speak of women's matches. Let's talk about this, this next women's match, Dakota Kai versus Santa Baszler. So today on WWE's The Bump, there was an, there was a, it was almost like a draft almost between uh, Shayna Baszler and Rhea Ripley. And Rhea, uh, Rhea Ripley picked... Um, Tegan Knox to be on her team for war games and said, but she didn't want to pick Dakota because that would be a wasted pick, right? Snap. 
So now Boom. Dakota has to like prove <laughs> her spot, which is a great thing because uh, we were talking about with this with some of the other hosts on After Buzz that maybe Dakota doesn't have as much charisma as Tegan Knox. But here's it is: setup, match. You beat Tina Baszler, and you have a shot to be at War Games. David Christopher, talk me through the match, the implications, and how using other shows in WWE Network to pop up a storyline. Well, here's the thing: uh, to me, uh, the idea of it is already uh, it, it kind of kills itself because I mean, why is why is Kai going to beat Baszler? Baszler's the leader of her team. She's the champion, and she's going up against the, the two brands. So essentially, she's already on this huge pedestal. How sure. the hell are you going to have uh, Kai beat her? That's a fair question to ask, but that, I will say that we're why? in a company where like tag team chaps lose all the time. The yeah, the line, but I mean, or... with this, with all of this that she has going for her right now, what they're pushing, yeah, it makes no sense to me. So. Yeah. This match already, I was already kind of over it before it started because I'm like, this uh, one, it sucks for Kai, and sure. then two, like, we already know the outcome. So, I mean, if they did some crazy, you know, where all of a sudden Kai won, I, I would have been baffled. I'm like, oh, okay, so where's this going? You know, but they're not going to do that to Baszler right now. She's on fire and she's got a whole lot stacked right now. Yeah. So, I think that would just ruin that momentum and change the guard of what they're doing. So, I mean, the match itself, uh, I will say this. Uh, Kai put on a great show. I love the story. She she took it on early. She was aggressive. We saw a different side of her. Of course, down the road as we go, Baszler comes back, starts a lot working that knee, you know, puts on that, um, was a jiu-jitsu background, which, you know, I enjoy seeing. And then from there, though, you keep seeing no matter what Shayna keeps bringing is just Kai coming back, right? Right. Just coming back, coming back. And I love that. So you saw this big, just monster going to essentially this underdog, and you keep seeing just back and forth story, which is great and right the, the the athleticism in there these moves they're hitting it was just it was fun to watch it was a great match mm-hmm. um it looked like kai just gave it her all out yeah. there which was awesome and i respect that um like i said so unfortunately you know i i already felt that she she wasn't going to get over but you know i'd like to see i'd like to see a good push i think she deserves it before getting to the aftermath just there's thoughts about the stock of Dakota Kai, right? Uh, their team kicked their good collectively, but it does seem that Tegan Knox is kind of like the star. Even though Dakota is the captain of Team Kick, it seems that like the fans are getting more connecting with with uh, with Tegan Knox. Do you feel any different after this performance, or it was kind of like okay, it was great. It's, it's it is what it is. I I feel Kai has it in her absolutely, especially after watching tonight. She put on a good show, man. Yeah, you she. Know, like, d- the, I agree like with that you. That different just... that different side of her that you saw the aggression, and especially with Baszler, you know, which is the champ. Yeah. Um, I mean, if she had the right push, I, I, I really see her getting over more with that push, right? Yeah. Um, and I think that's that's the, the downside of it. So. so let's talk about the fallout. Just jumping ahead a bit. Uh, there's a giant you know, battle after the match. Mia Yim gets involved. Something we haven't seen in, like, what, four weeks? Right. Uh, I mean, she gets the spot for Rhea Ripley's team. Just thoughts about this now. So Shayna Baszler still has a fourth person she has not chosen. I think it's going to be Dakota, but I'm just speculating here. Rhea Ripley has picked... Candace, she has picked Tegan Knox, she has picked Mia Yim. Thoughts about the teams as they are right now, four against three. Are you on Team Ripley or are you on Team Baszler? Who are you rooting for? I'm on I'm on Team Ripley strictly for Ripley because I feel her time's coming. I've been impressed with her and I think you know, it, it's that time. So I'm I'm on her team for that specific reason. Again, I'm a, I'm a fan of Baszler. Like I you know she she can definitely hold the torch obviously she's a champ right now i i see she's going to the main roster well who knows now with these mixture of brands but yeah. um you know i i'm saying i'm with ripley right now um 
but we'll see how it plays out to be honest it's a hard sell for me i look i it is, it is. I, i've been and i'll be the first one to admit this because i i like i have to be accountable if i hate thanksgiving you'll know uh <laughs> i've been harsh on me am because i really felt like they they gave her a chance to really put herself on skills and display and it didn't work against santa baszler but to have her come out of seemingly nowhere right. to get the spot it i mean i'm not sure to root for re ripley anymore or any less, because now you're supposed to be quote unquote the face side, but what are our faces and heels in NXT? True. But you basically slight to go to her face. <laughs> you're like, nah, then you're not good enough. Uh, and having me and your team because you had a Kindle stick. I, I'm not really sure who I should vote for <laughs> now. Point. I'm all confused now, <laughs> to be honest with you. Yeah, and that's why I say I'm with Ripley strictly for Ripley. Okay. Um, you know, just because again, like I like what she's done, and she I believe out. in her. Um, yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I, I hope the match is great. Uh, if you had to pick Shayna Baszler's fourth, who would you pick at this point? You still have uh, Duke and Shafir. They're not especially selected, but they are around. I mean, just because I feel bad for Kai, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, she like, wins it all. Right? <laughs> yeah. she's like, I you told know, like, you, yeah. right? Like, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it, it's storyline. It makes the most sense to have Kai in there. Yeah, unless you have like Tony Storm or something like someone completely off the rails. Right. Like, oh wow, you know. But it has to be someone at a certain level. And I, yeah. I mean, I, I guess Ian, that would be fun. To, I mean. I'm going to say, yeah, we'll say Kai. I'm All right, cool. Kai. You yeah. hit her first. So if yeah. he's wrong, make sure you get his right. fan mail. Or <laughs> right. out Send, there. Me the <laughs> Send me the hate. Send me the hate. Dang MQ says Tony Storm for the face team. Well, what what will be? Yeah. And Joseph Bozo said, would Tony be heel if she's on Shayna Baszler's team? Like, what are alliances uh, on NXT? True. But uh, moving on, it's now time for that special segment. It's now time for Right Guy. Hit it. Right. Wake up. Right. He's not there. All right, so <laughs> yeah, it's time for that boot thing of the week. I was like, my drop is like the best part of the show. Uh, I got to give it to Tiny Hour Conti. So here's boot thing of the week. Hey, I just feel so much more sexy when I feel that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and ladies, I'm single. So give it to Tiny Hour Conti, who has totally sucked up her game uh, over the summer. She had a, a bunch of uh, losses, like were strung together. But today's showing was was showing me what her upside is, what kind of striker she is, what kind of how does that martial artist background actually relate to her as a modern character so if you guys haven't checked her out on instagram please do she's uh, available at tag conti underscore wwe uh she does most of her workout videos and her glam shots there but just for her match against Santana garrett which is a noted veteran my girl tainara you are this week's boothing of the week nice yeah <laughs> thank you very much thank you very much <laughs> uh okay cruiserweight action NXT, yes. uh, Leah Rush in the background being like a video game boss. <laughs> Tony Nese, the premier athlete who somehow has, who counts his abs and has right. clothes. Which, He's got eight. He's got eight. <laughs> he has eight, okay? <laughs> I got one when I don't eat for a day. Uh, just one ab. Just like one. Uh, and he has his clothes when he shows his abs. Taking on Angel Garza, who has been the rocket on his back here. Yeah. The match is great. What's that say about the match itself, in your opinion, and, and the state of the Cruiserweight division here in NXT? I think the state of the Cruiserweight division is great right now. I think you got two, well, just in general, you're seeing a lot of great talent coming up. Um, for me personally, I, I, I felt Garza was going to take it right at the top, but that match itself was awesome. Uh, you know, just a lot of energy. Of course, you expect that high flying. The way it started, too, is very like technical wrestling, just traditional wrestling, which is yeah. very cool, too. You know what which I mean? Which is totally but, on the nose because guards look like Steve Blackman back then. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> the black yeah. trunks and the red shoes. Right, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I, you know, it was interesting how that started out to how it picked up, and it was just some of those moves that were insane, man. And then 
What is with the trunks, though? What, what was that all about? Yeah, he comes up, he's a grandma, and they <laughs> give him a right? show. Like, it did, it did seem that? like you can like recut that match with like some like Chippendales music. Right, right. Let's take off his pants, damn it. You know? <laughs> Mario's like, he powerbombed his pants. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. What just happened? So one of those matches were like, Mother, look at this. Right. Look at this. <laughs> right. uh, well, I really thought uh, Angel Garza was going to win, but for a while, like Tony was going to win, too. And I was like, wow. Tony hasn't been on TV, or at least on NXT for so long, but they're really saying, hey, look, Angel, we'll give you the shot. Next week, Leo Rush, Angel Garza, slap heard around the world. Thoughts about that and his prospects of actually winning that match? Leo just got punked, I'll say oh, that. He got, he got straight punked out, dude. Yeah. And for him just to sit there and take it, you know, I wanted to see him at least do, like, the, the attack or something, but, you know, he kind of lapped it off. I'm like... Oh, yeah, have you ever oh. been slapped by somebody and be like, I respect this? Never. Yeah. Not once. Usually that's like, you, dude, you, yeah, no. Yeah, it's <laughs> not going to happen. It was um, so weird. That was very weird. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's going to be a great match, though. I'm absolutely excited for it. You know, I'm going to back I'm gonna back Leo on this one. Yeah, he I'll has to retain. I'm going to love Angel Garza. If, if he gets the title, well, that's my next question. Because now with the Cruiserweight title being on NXT, what does that division even look like? With Good Leo point. Rush and Angel Garza and even some of the guys from the tournament we haven't seen, like Mendoza, Raul Mendoza. I'm not sure, even sure if Umberto is a, is a cruiserweight anymore because he's on Raw and all that. Good point. Uh, but I do think Leo retains. I mean, it'd be, it'd be silly for him for him to drop the title so soon. I would say you in the chat, let me know. Uh, Zeno Hour says, great match. Angel is a star in the making. Yeah, and his pants. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Now he uh, is. I mean, you know, I just in I want to say, though, credit to both of them in that match so that that match was it was amazing yeah the match was great i yeah. think it was actually one of my favorites because uh, it was cruiserweight matches and it was high speed but it didn't become the flippy stuff right? correct it Which was it was some... it was a good mix but it, it it kept on pace and it was it was still entertaining but there were some awesome moves in there good strength athleticism i mean i dare say it was the match of the night yeah you know? yeah i think that's one of the other ones and the other one i would think would be the next one isaiah swerve scott on a winning streak, take That's, it on Dominic okay. Dijakovic, which makes sense with Keith Lee moving on with the Matt Riddle tag. You have Dominic make sure he's still warm. Uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott looks like he's like the face of the brand. I mean, he's out there doing things inside the ring, has his own media empire outside the ring. The match was great. I thought the finish was another level. Thoughts about that? Yeah, you know, I'm, this one caught me off guard a little bit because I was, I was confused why they went with Dijakovic. I thought for sure Swerve was going to get over on this one. So when they went with Dijakovic, I was surprised. So, I mean, what does that mean now for him? What are they pushing for him? It uh, seems to me that Dominic's a star. Do you agree or disagree with that? I mean, yeah, 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 absolutely. And that's why, you know, this, this whole situation kind of threw me off a little bit. Um, yeah. I thought it would have went a different direction. Yeah, I, I was. I well, the point of the match where I really thought was cool was the finish. It was very non WWE. It really was. These moves are going back and forth at high level. Some would say they didn't sell it as much, but it kind of led to this. Hey, for a minute there, these guys are both operating Super Saiyan level, and Dominic Dijakovic got the win over there. I'm willing to see more of this. I'm not sure. Are you? I mean, I am. If it's similar to this, because, I mean, you saw the the strength, the power versus the quick, agile athleticism. You you know, you saw those two sides battling, which is, I think, in my opinion, always fun to watch. Right. right. Um, and like you said, yeah, they, you know, they they didn't sell as much, but there, there were those moments in it that were amazing, especially with Swerve, man, doing those flips outside, you know, all over. I mean... It's, I love these kind of matches because it, it matches different skill sets and you see a good variety. Right. So, yeah, I definitely like to see it. 
Everyone in the chat's going hashtag kill shot. Yes, that's a different brand altogether. Yeah. <laughs> Shane Strickland, what up? What up? Uh, this brings us to our main event. We talked about it a little bit before, um, but this also has war games implications. This is why this match was so great. With the OC being in the background, you have war game story. You had a little bit of the, the Survivor Series thing going on there. Keith Lee, Tommaso Ciampa, Matt Riddle. A supercar, supercar team. I love that team. Name. I love uh, that team. And the OC. So let's talk about the fact the OC are there as a unit. We were talking about this right before the show, that they were the perfect people to come back to NXT. I, at least I thought. Thoughts about that? Absolutely. I agree. Absolutely. It's the right timing. The, the perfect team to go against. The, everything lines up. It makes sense. And, ooh, caller. Oh, we already got a caller? Sorry about that, y'all. <laughs> Never mind. I, Do we have a call I, I think we might, but uh, okay, yeah. The whole lines are now open. <laughs> I, did not, I, did not, I did not mean for them to be open. I think they're, they're gone. We'll, we'll save the calls for a little later, y'all. Okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but yeah, but I mean, uh, as we're saying, this is. I think it's great, and, and like I was saying, I wanted to see more of it. I was hoping more guys would have came down. Yeah, but you know, you expected an awesome match, and I think these guys alone, like the OC, you know, basically taking you know Lee and and uh, bro, all those guys, you know essentially under their wing right right? it's just building them up getting them over i'm sure they're learning a lot i mean it's a great thing not only for the wrestlers themselves but obviously the brand and then the fans right seeing these two worlds just collide which like i said before it's exciting i will say this that we are so spoiled absolutely if if these six guys were at any other show. That's a $7, $8 ticket. Right. We got it for free <laughs> yeah. tonight. Uh, I was saying earlier, like, the, the OC is the perfect team to go down there because it shows Raw, well, at least Raw, because SmackDown's like, whatever. But at least Raw doesn't <laughs> cares enough to go back down and they get some retribution. Yeah. And they're big enough stars where the full sale crowd will be into it, but it won't be over the top. Like, it wouldn't be like, oh, there's Cena. You know what I mean? Right, or like, right. oh, I can't believe that that, that Carmella came back. It's just it's like <laughs> the perfect mix there. Yeah. But we saw a lot of things. We saw Ciampa showing he can work post-injury. Matt Riddle and Keith Lee are, are going back to, to being that, that unit. Ciampa's the threat again. And AJ Styles actually put in one of the better performances I've seen in a long time. We're talking about him rusting in his age. Yeah, we were saying that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, there's like moments in there where we saw where he was just on it. Right? There's that AJ, right? You know? Because, yeah, I mean, age is obviously a factor. And then when you're going to be against a guy like Riddle, I mean, that guy can go, man. And one yeah. thing with Riddle is he's obviously very athletic. He's fast. He's, he's agile. But I think by looking at him, you underestimate how strong the guy really is. That yeah. dude is strong. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. He was he deadlifted Carl Anderson like right. twice. Right. Yeah. I thought the I thought the fact that that riddling and Lee, even though they're so different, or even like I, I can't imagine like the the kayfabe scenario where they would become friends, like where they're yeah. at like a buffet or where they're out there <laughs> chilling out, like hey, I like you, I like me, I like me too. Uh, but the idea that they're almost like a cool unit, it's totally marketable and it shows NXT in a nutshell: strength, power, speed, these kind of like three dimensional characters. It was everything was on point. Exactly. Now I agree, hands down. Uh, and like you know, TK had brought this up last time, but you know, it, it makes sense. Like she said, I hope that we see them pair again to validate what they're doing. And it, this was it. And then now you throw a chomp on it, which is it's just like cherry on the top. Yeah, for sure. Dang and Q says AJ makes his full sale debut. I think that is the first time. Um, and uh, DJ Sip says next week should a few SmackDown people come to the show. I agree. Yeah. Like yeah. I, you would think that SmackDown would be the first one to be like, wait, what's up? And I know on the Monday Night Raw after show, I asked, hey, where's SmackDown? If I was on SmackDown, I'll come to Raw. 
want to beat up Raw because you know they're not <laughs> right. friends. And to find out what's going on in NXT, hopefully they come out there so they do not just the brand took the L. I mean, put it this way: SmackDown, you got laid the SmackDown. You guys really did that. NXT came in and they whooped your butt. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's what happened. Seriously, you took out you took out Miz, you took out Brian. Uh, what was it? Uh, Bailey and Bailey, uh, Sasha, uh, Carmella, I mean, Dana yeah. Brooke. I mean, they just came in and cleaned house. And, yeah. and you're not going to respond. Come yeah. on. And that ambush on Monday night. The OC yeah. got beat up. Yeah. <laughs> and they, they came but back. But they came back. Exactly. They came back. They Everyone responded. was kind yeah. of like, well, whatever. Yeah. You know? <laughs> right. I guess we'll get him back next time. Right. You know? Like, what would be the best case scenario, though? Because the thing is, with the three-way dance, like last year or the year before, where it's Raw versus SmackDown, it's like, okay, you get Raw one week. You get SmackDown one week. But how do you really keep all three brands hot and equal on equal footing going into this pay-per-view? You got to keep doing what you're doing. Um, realistically. And I feel like we've seen similar situations like this before, you know, even like when you had different factions, like, uh, you know, the shield or even before that, uh, was it uh, Nexus, uh, you you know, or even DX, you know what I mean? You have, you just have that different, uh, you know, unit coming in and just causing havoc pretty much, you know, keep changing it up keep the war going, keep it, you know, different feud. I mean, because when you have that thing that's something that's almost like an anti-establishment, people are intrigued by it. Like, you want to see, it's like, oh, it's going against the grain. It's going against the rules. Like, what? Like, right. this this can't happen. What? True. You know? So keep that going, you know? And WWE's very good with that. They've proven that. They, they have. And that's so. to the credit, which they don't get enough credit. Tashik Moore says European tour is happening. I do agree, which means some people are already out there in Europe. And th- but I do think you can hold people back. There's enough people in the roster to at least give the idea. I'm not saying you have to bring out all your A-list guys to yeah. full sale, but definitely show that you care. Right. Uh, <laughs> we're opening up the phone lines now. Uh, 424-354-8302. Give us a call with your questions, comments, concerns. We don't bite. Punk Rock Christopher's in the booth. The mayor's in the booth. Right guy in the booth is in the booth. We're all chilling out in booths. We got a guy. <laughs> no, right. got a bicycle. <laughs> what's your name here on the air? Hello? Hey, what's up, hey. John Pena? Hey, what's going on, guys? It's John Pena. How's it going? Pena, what's man. up, man? East Coast living. How's life? What's going on, guys? How are you? We're good. We're good, good We're man. Good. Making sure you're okay. You're all right? Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, it's a little... It's a little delayed on my end, so that's why. Uh, I hear you. What's your question? Oh yeah. Um. So we have the women's uh, team set up, right? So, as of now, who is your favorite? We don't quite. Shayna Baszler has not picked her fourth yet, so it's hard to say. Um, and I've been a huge EO Shirai Mark all summer. Uh, and I even, she was actually one of my boo things of the week recently when I said I went back to her old matches. And I said, oh my gosh, I can't believe. <laughs> that was glorious. Uh, <laughs> but the thing is, as it is as it is right now, Rhea Ripley is a star in the making. If she's not the bona fide star of this match because of her size and, and demonstrative strength, she is definitely the personality to get this idea across that women can do it too. And Candice LeRae is a, it's a dark horse because a lot of people don't know about her background. I'm sure you told me about that. But she can totally bring it as well. So that team as it is right now, I'm leaning towards despite the Mia Yim acquisition. Dave? Absolutely. No, I agree. You nailed it. Yeah. What about you, Pena? Can I give you, I give you my guess for Shayna's last Absolutely. Remember? Let's do it. Somebody that's going to turn from face to heel. You ready? Okay. We're ready. Tony Storm. Tony Storm. 
You know what? I'm always down for Tony time. She's actually one of my favorite. Thanks for your call, Johan. I appreciate it. Uh, she's actually one of my favorites on that division. Um, Tony, during the Mae Young Classic, when she came out to the stage, it was like bona fide. You just knew that she was it. There's certain, there's certain wrestlers, certain, especially these female talents, where you just know. Yeah. Essa Blanchard is one of them. Charlotte Flair is one of them. Yeah. Uh, Tony Storm, whether that you like her style or not, you know she's like she's feeling herself. So uh, yeah, that's definitely possible. That's a good take. Yeah, thanks, right. thanks for your call. Again, the number calls four two four three five four eight three zero two. So Finn Balor comes out. We've seen it before about the whole alliance thing, and, I, and we won't have an idea with that. But what is going to happen next week? I really think we're going to have more insight to that. But the matches that were announced for next week, besides Finn's clarification, is a ladder match to determine the women's advantage for that match. So you have uh, Io Shirai against Mia Yim in a ladder match. The winning side gets the, the gets have the advantage in the order. I know with Finn's story in the background, this might be the most important match next week. I think absolutely this most important match for sure. One, it's going to be, well, it should be entertaining as hell because it's a ladder match. Two, having the women do this, which is awesome. Now we have another caller. We have another caller. All yeah, right. Here we go. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, this is Kyle Franklin from D.C. What's up, Kyle? What up, what up? D.C. in the house? Hey, how's it going, guys? We're good. We're, going, I man. know you guys got an XFL team next year. Congratulations. <laughs> nice. <laughs> cool. Um, so my question for tonight, um, if NXT UK were, let's say, more relevant or more well-known, do you think they would have been a nice addition to, like, round out the NXT team since it wouldn't be, like, three-on, it wouldn't be triple-threat matches, it would be fatal four-ways? That's a good question. What do you think, David? I, I think we still need more building. Okay. I, th- I, think, I think it needs more of a presence. I mean, I, I, I get what he's saying, and that would be great. Uh, I just I think it's a little too soon, though. Sure. I actually agree. I love NXT UK. It's one of the, the best interpretations of, of pure wrestling, but it is so much on an island, quite literally. But just the fact that it's on this on the network only, a lot of the talents are very, very talented, but they are hard sell for American audiences. Right. There's so many just like bruisers. Like a Dave Mastiff is, is amazing, but you can't really, at least right now, the way the system is, to get him across and make him a credible threat in three three weeks or two weeks or so. So maybe next year or maybe the year after, if it's a concerted effort, but I wouldn't have NXT UK there. In fact, you might just ruin it. It reminds me of my... Thanks for your call, by the way. It reminds me of my early days of stand-up comedy. They say, don't go to every club around town when you're first starting, because everyone will see you suck around town <laughs> and no one will book you. So We'll see what's going on with that. Uh, yeah, well, make sure you give me your calls in before you get Speaking out Speaking from experience. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I suck everywhere when it comes to comedy. When it comes to comedy. Uh, 424 uh, Today I was listening to Corey Graves' uh, podcast, After the Bell, which if you guys... I know there's a lot of wrestling podcasts out there, but it's quickly becoming my favorite. Um, going more in-depth about the, the Survivor story storyline being jump-started due to what happened in Saudi Arabia with everyone basically being stuck uh, trying to deal with their, their, their travel woes and mechanical issues right there. Uh, Adam Cole, Bebe, the NXT champion, got the call at 2.30 local time to come to that to, to, to go from Florida, Orlando, to Buffalo for his match against Daniel Bryan. And that match was still amazing. Yeah. Uh, oh, we have a caller. Caller, you're on the air. I think. Yeah. Caller, you're on the air. What's your name? Where are you from? Hello? Hey, what's hey. going on? Hey, this is Orlando from Fort Lauderdale. Orlando what's up, Orlando? From Fort Lauderdale. What's up, man? Thanks for calling. Uh, thanks. Um... 
Did you guys see what happened with Matt Riddle when he tried to do a dive? It looked like he almost injured himself. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, uh, we, Nisi caught that. We yeah, she totally did. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Well, I think it's pretty durable. I didn't see anything from the uh, injury report wire about Matt Riddle, brah, but it was pretty gnarly, as he would say. Yeah, I mean he's uh, a yeah. resilient. He's he's resilient, so you know, hopefully all good. He seemed like he was all right, but yeah, yeah, I did see that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I'm thinking the fourth member for um, for the um, Tommaso Ciampa's team will probably be a Velveteen Dream, because of course he still has beef with like the the undisputed era. That is a great point. So the Undisputed Era totally destroyed Velveteen Dream three weeks ago. I'm not sure about the extent of his injuries, if it's kayfabe or not. Uh, but if he did show up, that would be like the, the uh, moment yeah. you would need for a War Games, for sure. It makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And it'll be interesting if it's just like if they decide to do like a, an invasion while everybody's like setting up for War Games and then like Ron SmackDown invades NXT on that last... Uh, uh, NXT Wednesday before the pay-per-view. You know, I hope so. I really hope so. They need to do something. And, and again, that's what I was going back with you, Flo, about is yeah. they need to kind of keep that going, just sprinkling it here and there, keep building it up, keep yeah. to, you know, firing shots. And I think, yeah, especially as a big build-up for the main one, Survivor Series, I yeah, let's do that. Let's have them all come in and let's have this war. Yeah, know? for sure. Thanks for calling, Lando. It's a yeah, question thank I, you. I have. Do you, would you have Raw and SmackDown invade-ish on actual TakeOver the night before Survivor Series? The, uh, or is that kind of off limits because it's takeover and it's war games and all that? Yeah, not. Well, that's a good point though too. That's good. I mean, we don't want to ruin that. You yeah. Know? So that's interesting, and I think it's gonna. It'll depend on how we play it out up until that. You know, what I mean, what we're doing up until then, I think will give us a better answer as far as how we should play that out. But you're right. I think if we we don't want to mess that up. Sure. War games is already sounding pretty awesome, and I think you take a little bit of that heat by doing that. But then, too, it could be one of those, like, oh, my gosh, moments. You know what I mean? So, Follow-up question. Riddle me this, David Christopher. <laughs> Lay it on me. After this year, if you were in charge of everything WWE, would you put <laughs> War Games next to Survivor Series if NXT is on that show as well? Because <sighs> <clears throat> there's, there's things for both. The reason why you would. Right. Um... I mean, it makes sense as far as what the, the, the pay-per-view styles are. So I understand that. But again, too, I think it, it's very so similar yeah. that it would make sense to spread it out as well. Right. So I think I'd, I'd, probably, I'd probably separate it. Let's try it out separating it so you kind of have that both sides, beginning of the year and the end of the year. You sure. know what I mean? Um, yeah, because it is very similar as far as what we're doing with with the battle of the brands. It's almost it's essentially a war games. You know right. what I mean? So yeah, let's spread it out. Let's see how that that plays out. Yeah, I, it's hard to tell if you're going to put uh, all three bands in the virus series. That kind of acts like a takeover there. Right. And there's always that one takeover that happens like in the spring where it's not attached to a pay per view, like the Money in the Bank weekend. I'd much rather that be takeover then. If you're going to, I'm sorry, that be war games then because it's not basically being overshadowed by a show that has a lot more years on it as a pay-per-view. Yeah, exactly. And you protect your talents, too. Right? And, and, I mean, there's and there's plenty of opportunity earlier in the year to do that, you know? So I agree. Yeah, yeah for sure. But it's now time for us to get out of here. Thank you so much for tuning in and keeping us in your live and second screens. David Christopher, where can the world find you online? You can find me on Instagram at David underscore Christopher underscore official, or I'm on Twitter at I'm David C underscore, or just Google that interweb. <laughs> yeah, thanks so much. My name is Hobo Boys. Support the homie. Buy yourself a Call Me the Mayor shirt at flowbeatdown.com. 
Threadless.com. I'm back here on Monday for Monday Raw After Show. He's back here next Wednesday for NXT After Show. But until next time, pleasure you later. Have a good night, guys. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menounos, would like to thank you for tuning in to After Buzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the host only. Do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its ownership.